0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April twenty 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The search for a new reserve currency in the face of a faltering dollar may be driven by a lack of clarity and some wishful thinking, especially when the possible replacement special drawing rights are susceptible to the same problems as the dollar. That's according to Swami Ayer, a research fellow at the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity.
1: There are some developing countries which simply sees special drawing rights as a way of getting free extra money at a time when some of them are under great financial strain. Uh, But over and above that, there is the question of China really being worried that, look, I have $2 trillion worth of Forex reserves. Two-thirds of these are in dollar securities. And when I look at Obama printing notes like mad, I wonder whether or not the dollar is going to collapse. And because of the fear that the dollar might collapse, it would mean the value of China's foreign exchange reserves collapses too. So there is this idea that what about creating some new international currency so that I can diversify the holding of my foreign exchange reserves. And this is a problem faced, obviously, not just by China, but by lots of other people. For this reason, there is this new interest in going back to this old idea of trying to create an international currency as a form of reserve diversification.
0: SDRs are simply claims on the currencies of a group of countries. How does that actually solve the problem of the collapse of the dollar?
1: I think there's a certain lack of clarity and maybe some wishful thinking. You could, in some sense, authorize the IMF to print a new currency altogether. Nobody has ever done that. The SDR, because you know, nobody wants to give a blank check to the SDR to just print something, uh, to the IMF to print something. So as of now, there has been one, only one, issue of a mere 21 million SDRs, uh, 21 billion SDRs, back in the 1970s. And this was a cautious thing, and this is basically underwritten by four countries, I mean there's US, there's the European Union, Japan, Britain, so they've underwritten this, and it the value of the SDR is in proportion to these currencies, 44% dollar, 34% euro, 11% yen, and 11% sterling. So these four countries have underwritten this currency, really. So in effect, if I, uh, suppose India gets some SDRs and wants to use them, India's SDR goes below its allocation. So this this is taken up by whichever country's currency it wants. Suppose you want yen, so it goes to Japan. And Japan then produces the yen, which is handed over by the IMF to India. And for this, India pays a small rate of interest to Japan. But as you can see, this is rearranging the furniture. It is the existing currency is being rearranged. It is not really a new currency. So there are some people who will say, therefore, look, this whole thing is some kind of card trick. Uh, There is a pretense that there is a diversification, and there isn't really a diversification. And I think that will remain the case unless you have the political will of somebody actually authorizing the IMF, saying you can go ahead and print your currencies. Frankly, politically, I think that is impossible.
0: It seems as if moving in a direction of SDRs or having the International Monetary Fund actually develop a new and different uh, currency, that it is creating a currency that is going to be more politically a larger political football than any of the individual currencies that currently exist
1: you know the problem is as follows the united states of america finds that the dollar is readily acceptable everywhere why do people accept the dollar because the united states is the biggest economy in the world the united states government has the power to tax that very large economy and can therefore have money to back up any securities that it issues the imf has no GDP. The IMF has no tax powers. It cannot impose taxes on its members. So that's the problem. Therefore, anybody issuing currency, the question is, what backs your currency? The IMF has nothing. So it seems to me that all these attempts to create a new currency will fail. Because at the end of it all, the IMF can at best be an intermediary. It's an intermediary between various countries and some borrowers. And I don't see the need for that IMF role at all. It's not clear to me what that IMF role will be. Uh, Because of that, And you know, in the current mood, because there is a global meltdown, the issue of inflation, fears about inflation, are now on the back burner. Because nobody is worrying about inflation right now and everybody is printing money. In that same mood, the G20 was said, let us go ahead and create another $250 billion worth of STRs." this mood will not last. (laughs) You cannot have a situation where people forever say there is no problem of inflation. The moment you get out of this real deep trough that you're in, fears of inflation are going to come soaring back. I mean, that after all is what China is worried about, right? (laughs) The collapse of the dollar because inflation will reduce its real value. And the moment that happens, people will say, look, we just can't have the IMF once again creating some more funny money even as we clamped down on our own central banks. So even wh- while there has been this one issue in a moment of crisis, I find it very difficult to see that this additional repeat issues of SDRs will become possible when the current panic subsides.
0: Swami Ayer is a research fellow at the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. Read more of his work at cato.org.